0: So they're gonna go for this on fourth and fifteen. To the end zone, single.
1: Pass. I love goal. Touchdown
0: by Jaden Reed. Are you sure you can trust Dr. E? Michigan
1: defeats Ohio State, forty-two to twenty-seven. He ain't heavy. Finally, he's my brother, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. You are listening to a 10-win version of Spartan Crazies. This is Ryan with Tim. Today we're going to talk about MSU beating Penn State, overall landscape of the Big Ten, Uh, talk uh, last week's basketball with Battle for Atlantis, and this upcoming week's Louisville and Toledo games. So, MSU beats Penn State. Uh, Really gutty performance with was. Uh, apparently, 20 guys on the team had the flu or something like that, and uh, most of them played, uh, and they were able to get the win. It uh, was probably the, the snowiest game I've ever been to. Uh, it was pretty crazy. Uh, there was a lot more fans than I thought there would be at that game, so that was nice. Um yeah, MSU finishes with 10 wins on the season. I don't think anybody expected that to happen. Uh great season for the Spartans. Mel Tucker just won today Big 10 coach of the year. Well deserved. Uh good for him. And uh yeah, I don't think anybody could ask for much more uh from this season. I mean, the future's super bright. And uh a lot of these guys that are getting these big contracts over the next couple of days, coaching-wise, should probably send Mel Tucker a big thank you letter. <laughs> because if it wasn't for him, they probably wouldn't be getting the deals these bi- this big. I mean, uh, Brian Kelly just got a 10-year, $95 million deal, same amount of money as Tucker's getting. And uh, Lincoln Riley got like a $110 million deal or something crazy like that to go to USC. And this coaching carousel just keeps on going on and on and on. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, a little bit, too. But, yeah, I mean, I can't really complain. Kenneth Walker had another big game, 140 yards. I think he had around 30 carries. Peyton Thorne had a good game again, 268 yards. Uh, I think he had two touchdown passes. Jaden Reed with a huge game. And, by the way, the balls to call that fourth and 15 when you're only up three points and throw a uh, a play to the end zone to Jaden Reed was... An incredibly ballsy call. Great throw by Thorne. Better catch by Reed. Hoping Jaden Reed decides to come back next year, but I can't really blame him if he decides to leave. But, man, that dude is a stud. I have loved watching him all season. If he comes back next year and Jalen Naylor comes back, I'm telling you, man, that passing attack next year is going to be something else because I think that somebody, one of these other guys like Monterey Foster is going to step up and be, be a great number three guy and – you still got Trey Mosley coming back. He scored a touchdown on Saturday. So, I mean, if you're a Michigan State fan, you should be extremely happy about how the future looks. Only year two, Mel Tucker, you win 10 games after a two-win season. I mean, I don't think anybody saw that happening. And if you did, give me your lottery numbers because <laughs> I I would like to know how you thought that they were going to win 10 games this year because I sure as hell didn't. But, uh. Yeah, I mean 10 and 10 and 2 with a win against your rival. Yeah, the Ohio State game wasn't pretty. I I can't be any more pleased to be completely honest with you. So um yeah, I mean to beat Penn State at home for a senior day was nice. I know Penn State's kind of struggled this year. They only went 7 and 5. And uh yeah, James Franklin isn't the greatest in-game coach and icing his own kicker was like Peak James Franklin. He missed like he missed the kick. It was like a thirty-yard field goal. I was like, "Wow, that was James Franklin's James Franklin moment in this game." Wait, it, okay. Explain what actually happened. He called a timeout before their kicker was about to kick.
0: Right, but he was calling it because. Great question.
1: Don't have an answer to that. <laughs> Not even a good guess. <laughs> Don't know. Don't know what he was going through his mind. I, I could say that about a lot of the things James, Fra- James Franklin does. If you go and look at that Michigan game they played this year, did he did a lot of things that did not make sense in that game <laughs> either. So I'm happy that he is not going anywhere. He just he got a contract extension, too. I think it was 10 years, $75 million. So thank you, Penn State, for signing James Franklin to a long-term extension. The entire Big Ten East thanks you for that. Um Dude's a great recruiter. One of the worst in-game coaches I think I've ever seen. Um,
0: Everything sounds good when he talks. I think that has gone a long way for. James
1: he Franklin. he is a very media savvy person. He yeah. is a very media savvy person. He's also a great recruiter. But he does. I mean, he had Saquon Barkley. He had that one. He had the one year where he kind of backed into a Big Ten championship. I, I don't like saying that, but in all reality, they lost to Michigan that year like 47-14 to 14 or some crazy shit. Destroyed. They got killed by them, and Ohio State wound up they, – they beat Ohio State on a blocked field goal. And uh, Mi- Mi- Ohio State wound up beating Michigan that year, so Penn State got to go to the title game. And Penn State won't beat Wisconsin. You know, I'm not going to –
0: I'm not going to really get carried away, but we could look back in a couple of years and this Michigan year be their weird, like...
1: Like James Franklin type year. I've been thinking the same thing all week, to be completely honest with you. Because... Because they lost to MSU, and then they go and beat Ohio State. Like, I mean, they deserve to go to Indy, but at the same time, it's like... you. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I I wouldn't be surprised if this is like a James Franklin type year for Michigan. Well, Maybe think they'll about get it. back. It's like in... the
0: same amount of math, right? Like how many years has he had there? Seven. Like, yeah, it's about go. the same. Yeah, I so think one it's... for seven. This yeah. is. I mean, as it stands, it's like pretty much
1: the same thing. It's just this is, and we're gonna get into Michigan going to Indy. Unfortunately, I feel like it's something we should probably talk about, but um. Yeah, I, I, I overall am just extremely happy with the way the season went for Michigan State. I don't really care that Michigan's going to Indianapolis, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's annoying. I'm very upset that certain people are happy about it. But, um, I mean, who cares? We went 10-2. We beat them. Not a single I, – I, I hope that they don't win on Saturday. Like, I will definitely be rooting very hard for Iowa to win that game, but – does them making the playoff really impact what Michigan State's gonna do in the future? No, not really. Mm-hmm. I know it doesn't bother me at all. It's not. I'm sure Mel Tucker doesn't care either. So, um,
0: yeah, it's uh, just one of those things. Sometimes
1: a blind squirrel finds a nut. That's the analogy I told Lucas, <laughs> literally on Saturday. Um, I don't want to seem like a hater though, because I mean I, they deserve to go. I'm
0: nobody is denying. Well, I, I also to go. didn't really watch their game. I was pretty they busy kept, that day. The
1: shit out of Ohio State, like, yeah. embarrassed them. They That's what it sounded
0: like. But I am being honest when it when I say uh, it is one in seven. So it's like there's nothing to suggest that this is gonna keep happening. But I'm a novice in these matters.
1: Yeah, and. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, um, Yeah, I would take Mel Tucker over Jim Harbaugh in a heartbeat right now. If you were asking me which coach I would want, I think that the majority of people in college football would still say I would take Mel. If you, wanted, if you were asking me who to start a program with right now, Mel Tucker or Jim Harbaugh, anybody's taking Mel Tucker. I feel like that should
0: be objectively a fair take. But I would bet about a – Bajillion dollars. That there's a lot of people in this state that would lose their
1: minds at you saying that, even though it's pretty true. I feel like if you went and asked like an objective college football expert, I feel, feel like seven out of ten would probably say well, I, I would take Mel Tucker over Jim Harbaugh to start a program.
0: Yeah, I would take the like over fifty percent for sure. That would be my guess. Um, anything left on Penn State? It like the atmosphere.
1: Yeah, like I said, I was surprised with how many people were in the stadium and stayed. It was a pretty good crowd. I mean, for a snow game, what was the visibility like? You could see the whole field, like it. But it was you could see players. Players were slipping all over the field, like it was nuts. Like Kenneth Walker should had a play where he scored a touchdown, and he slipped, uh, like on the five. So it was definitely different. Like I've never been to a game like that where there was that much snow on the field.
0: It, um, so it's just a fluke then. The only way. Yeah, the MSU
1: said. MSU d- didn't win because it snowed. So we're basically nine and three, basically
0: one. And, and three. Michigan basically. Be- oh so, well, yeah, yeah. The refs. The
1: refs. The refs won. The refs are why MSU won the Michigan. Well, refs, so that's a four. great hell of a season. Eight and four. Yeah, I mean, I still would have taken Michigan that. State.
0: <laughs> no, I mean we we finished on eight and four, yeah. so that's official, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's funny though that we would have t- taken that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we would have. Um, well, no it's ten and two people,
1: yeah, so that's basically all I really have to say about penn state i i I'm happy for the guys that came in like Kenneth Walker uh probably was his last game as a Spartan uh at least at Spartan Stadium because he said after the game he's probably gonna play in the bowl game and I'll believe that when I honestly see it because things can change um but that was the last game I've ever seen him play as a Spartan, man, it was one hell of a season for that guy. I have never seen an offensive weapon at Michigan State like him. I kind of remember Charles Rogers a little bit. I was really young, but Kenneth Walker, man, he is something else. I I cannot, like, after watching Michigan State's running backs for the last three or four years, watching Kenneth Walker is like watching Barry Sanders. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's not a bad, I mean, I was actually thinking it too, no.
0: (laughs) But in the way that he's, like, elusive, doesn't always Cause we, cause, hit the, well, yeah. the, the right
1: hole. Yeah, there's similarities in a way, but, like, compared comparatively to what Michigan State's had, like, the last three or four years with running backs, yeah, yeah, it's basically like watching Barry Sanders. I mean, it really is. Um,
0: yeah, he was a... He was, not good. He, he was an immortal, per- like...
1: <laughs> well... I compare, com- a, compared to the past running backs, for yeah. sure, for the last few years. I mean... Michigan State's running game was so bad for, like, two or three years. It was I, – I I have never – like, Eli Collins had that one solid season. Other than that, it was like, oh, my Lord, what in the hell am I watching? Yeah, um, that's pretty true. So, it was Kenneth Walker was a literal godsend this year. And we will talk about next year a ton this offseason. And – Michigan State might be a better team next year. Don't be surprised if their record is worse. Because you're not going to have... Like, the overall team might be better, but you're not going to have a Heisman... You're probably not going to have a Heisman candidate playing for you again. And that completely changes the outlook for anybody's season, if you have a guy like Kenneth Walker. And Michigan State, speaking of, just... Today got a transfer from Jalen Berger. I think it was either today. I think it was yesterday, actually. We're recording on Tuesday night. Um, th- he was transferred from Wisconsin, was dismissed from the team. There's a lot of different stories about what happened with him there. Mm-hmm. But I am going to trust that Saeed Khalif and Jensen Gebhardt know what they're doing because they recruited him to Wisconsin. And were there for a year while he was there. He, they were there during the COVID year last year. And Berger was the main back for them last year. And he was like a really highly rated recruit. He was a top two hundred kid out, out of New Jersey. He had offers from like Ohio State, Alabama. Everybody wanted this kid. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I I think that the staff at this point you can say they've earned the fan base's trust. Whatever decisions they make, I'm gonna roll with it. I'm not gonna complain about anything. It's not like late D'Antonio years where you're going to question literally everything that he does because if you go 10-2, you know, basically overturn the roster in one season based on transfers. I'm rolling with whatever you want to do, especially this offseason. Whatever he does, I support it. I'm not going to argue it probably, unless it's some outlandish thing, Um I, I, I'm excited for next season I, I, I'm sad this season's basically over Other than the bowl game Because it was a lot of fun I had so much fun this year watching this team and I, I have not felt this way Watching MSU football in a long time And it was super refreshing to go through this season So I just want to thank everybody that All the coaching staff, all the players Seriously, thank you guys for an awesome season Because I couldn't ask for anything better
0: Yeah, it's and And guess what It's a it's that good of a season plus a bonus the the bonus being you get to be excited for what could be next year or maybe even the year after that like you when you have a hope <laughs> in college sports you get like 4 years of feeling good right because of the recruiting cycle after 4 years you can make some Sort of, you know, assessment on Mel Tucker. Maybe it'll be different from now, right?
1: Right. Who knows? Things can change overnight, but man, do I feel good about the future of Michigan State's football program. They're about to break ground this spring on a new football facility. They have donors donating money left and right to pour money into the program. They have a coach. Clearly has a pretty good idea of what he's doing. um, Especially with bringing in transfer players. And that's so refreshing to me because if Mark Antonio was the coach right now, he would not be hitting the portal the way Mel Tucker is. Um, it's a different ball game nowadays, and I love Coach D. I love everything he did for the program. We've talked about this a billion times. I feel like the game is more suited now for coaches like Mel Tucker than it is Mark Antonio, and I don't think there's any question about it. MSU hired the right guy for the job, and... Unless they have some major like setback, like a three and nine, four and eight season next year, I am feeling absolutely wonderful about the future of Michigan State football.
0: Totally agreed. Um, so, did you talk about
1: what you know game they're looking at, or so? Uh, I've seen all over. I want Michigan to lose. I don't really care. If they don't get a New Year's Six Bowl, as long as... If Michigan loses, I don't give it. I I will be happy. I don't care if it kicks Michigan State out of a New Year's Six Bowl. Just because I don't want them to win. <laughs> but if Michigan wins, which is the likely scenario, unfortunately, I think they're going to win. Michigan State's probably going to the Fiesta Bowl. And the thing is, if they go to the Fiesta Bowl, I think they're going to play Notre Dame. And Notre Dame just had their coach hired by LSU today. So... And I don't know how that what, how the, what the hell they're gonna do? Um, I mean, USC literally just brought Bob Stoops from the coaching booth. He's gonna coach their bowl game because he because uh, Lincoln Lincoln Riley went to USC. Their Notre Dame's probably not gonna do something like that. Like they'll pro. I have a and what's interesting to me today is their AD Jack Swarbrick said in their press conference today about their coaching search that's coming up they're not going to the, the interim guy is not going to be the new head coach. So that kind of rules out them to me making Marcus Freeman, who's their stud young DC, the interim coach. And a lot of Notre Dame fans I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but that's I think in my opinion this, assuming Michigan wins, this is the likely matchup Michigan State has. A lot of Notre Dame fans want Marcus Freeman to be the new head coach. They don't they 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 don't want Like, and, uh, which is interesting, so, I don't know how the fan base is going to be feeling going into that game, because if they don't, uh, promote from within, with Freeman, and they don't get Luke Fickle, what the hell are they going to do? So, maybe their fans don't travel well this game, possibly, I don't know, it's... Something to think about. But to me, that's the likely scenario that I've seen is that they play Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl in Arizona.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, that's what I've been hearing. Uh, I It is interesting, the whole Brian um, Kelly thing. Yeah, because, it's
1: nuts. I can't believe you left. That's, <laughs> it's insane to me. But,
0: like, I actually haven't done a lot of research, but the whole, like, do you just, like, He's definitely not coaching that No, no, no,
1: no. They already said he's not.
0: Right. So, (laughs) before the season is over, like, that's, like... This this is a thing that
1: happens all the time now. It's nuts. (laughs) Like, uh, this is far from the end of it. I think there's been, like, five coaching hires for Premier, I guess, above average Power 5 programs in the last five days. And you've had all these bigger jobs like Oklahoma and Notre Dame open up, and nobody thought they would. It's nuts to like we can I I, I we can do a whole podcast on <laughs> yeah. literally the coaching co- landscape of college football right now. It's insane. Yeah, it's going crazy. Uh, and I'm we hell. I mean, I'm down to get into that before we talk before we make picks. But I, uh, um, I have never seen anything well, like this. It's
0: going to be pick this. Oh yeah, pick this yeah. weekend. Um. So I, yeah, we can maybe touch on that, but. Uh, you know, like you said, the regular season in quotes is over. Um, so, you could say like, freaking amazing season. Oh like, yeah, like yeah. like you said, lots of fun, which is a big part. You know, it's all. For I did I did
1: not see a single loss in person this year. That's a, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, and and like, there's just definitely
1: an energy back around the program. I had, and th- I've um, said before. Michigan State football is good is the most popular sport on campus. Like, I, I know you're a big basketball guy, but when football was good for those three years, 13, 14, 15, like elite levels of good, the attention on the program was unlike anything I've seen. I, I get basketball is the mo- more consistent thing around here, but when Michigan State football is good, man, they're the fan support. And that's I don't like that exactly. I'd rather people are like into it when – they suck too, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, I that's get, how everything goes. I, I, that's how everything goes. But the the fan support around here when Michigan State football is good is as good as it gets in the entire Big Ten. I
0: I agree. Like it is a big basketball school, of course, but I mean football is the most popular sport in in the country. So like it definitely ha- draws the more fans. Part of it is that. It's always on weekends. I think that really that does help. L- Like lends itself to culture of being a fan, you know, like people base their whole uh, people. You're sitting here at the table with me. You're people. <laughs> base like their whole world around during football season. Like that's always in consideration. I, I,
1: I will never go into work on a Saturday unless <laughs> I can I know I can get out earlier for a home football Saturday. I right.
0: Mean- and exactly. And that's a, I think that's part of the culture of football. And, yeah, I agree, like, the buzz from just, like, a season like this, like, we love our basketball, too, but, I mean, it's just, it's on a different level, essentially.
1: And it's even better with a new coach, Yeah, and, and
0: having a, a pretty good study program, like you said, on the other end. At the same time, they really kind of, like,
1: intertwine with each other.
0: Yeah, they really, like, go together. I mean, you see the football players tweeting about the basketball game and vice versa, and it's pretty cool. Um, anyway, uh, I mean, I, it's, you know, I don't know how to pick next season cause you don't want to just go, we're going to go 11 and one. I
1: have no idea.
0: Exactly. So, but it's a good feeling though. You're feeling like things are only looking
1: up. Yeah, I, like I said, MSU's record might be worse next year than it is this year, I, but that I is no reason. Statistically, it there, probably there is will no, There is no reason to be discouraged by that unless it's a really bad season. Uh, they, the is going to change because, uh, because of COVID. They still haven't really changed the schedules for next year for like home and away teams. Michigan State's going to Ann Arbor next year. They're not playing in East Lansing like the schedule says right now. But they get Ohio State at home. Uh I mean, I don't know how much good that's going to do you because Ohio State's a machine, minus last week. But, unfortunately, they picked the worst time ever to play their worst game of the season. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, they go to Washington next year. I think, they, I think. I mean, who knows with how the rosters are going to look up, but Washington's bringing in a brand-new head coach uh, in uh, Kalen DeBoer. So, that should be a win, I would hope. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna try to make that trip out there. I think that'd be a ton of fun to just go to Seattle the make a whole week trip out of it and go to the game. Yeah. Uh, but I, I am I am very confident about the future of this football program. Do I know how next year's gonna go? I have no idea. I think I mean they should win seven at least eight games, I would hope. I think that's the bare minimum. Um and I'm interested to see what he does with the portal. He already got one guy, so I uh, I would assume some guys that have not played very much will be in the portal here pretty soon in the next coming weeks and that's something that we're obviously gonna discuss. Um Michael Dowell already entered his name in. He's not gonna be back next year, he's a grad transferring. Um But yeah, Mel Tucker's already I know I know for a fact he is already hitting the portal hard. I mean Yeah. He already took Jalen Berger and he was at, he was on a visit I think a couple of weeks ago. Um <laughs> So, I mean, they already got the running back they want. I think they're going to still try to get another running back from everything I've seen there. They really want that kid from Georgia Tech. Uh, I don't know if that's a likely scenario because it sounds like Alabama's got the edge in that. But um, I, I I have full trust in this coaching staff. I can't say it enough. I, not I, Whatever they want to do, unless it's something completely outlandish that everybody knows is outlandish, I'm down with whatever they want to do. I I support them completely.
0: Agreed. Um, so we we'll, I guess we'll sit and find out. Um, probably be able to talk about it next week about who Michigan State's next opponent ends up being. Um, at any rate, it'll be a good thing. Like either we get to watch them on New Year's...
1: It should be a New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Regardless of... Uh,
0: well, if Michigan
1: loses... They should, it's still, if the Outback Bowl is, if it's the Outback Bowl or something like that, it's still going to be a New Year's Day Bowl. It's not okay. going to be New Year's Six, but it'll be gotcha. a New Year's
0: Day Gotcha. Okay. Oh, that's a good bit. Well, at any rate, um, it won't be as big of a bowl, and it meant Michigan lost,
1: which would be Which f- would be funny. Which would be... That, I, like I said, I would take that all day. Yeah, it might not <laughs> be the best thing for the program, but I don't want Michigan winning a Big Ten title, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So I guess we should talk about
0: some basketball then? Yep. All right. Well, it was a trip to Nassau, Bahamas, and um, Michigan State, you know, they really kind of showed up and showed out a little bit. I mean, um, Loyola game, we talked about it, was going to be a battle, and, you know, they came to win. Right now, Loyola is ranked 30th in Ken Palm. That's four spots behind Michigan State. Um, and, you know, it came down to the last play. Izzo apparently he put the ball in uh, Walker's hands. He said, uh, go out and, um, you know, this play is drawn up for you on the ball screen. And and you can make a read on the play, throw in, a, you know, a pass outside or apparently to marcus bingham for the win and he ended up doing just that and um you know it was kind of a a walk off because loyal had to hoist up a a half court shot and you know they missed and you could tell that drew valentine was like he he wanted to win that one bad and i don't blame him um Michigan State, you know, survive. Sometimes you just got to survive. That's how tournaments are. This was a really micro version of the NCAA tournament. But then they come up against UConn, who's 20th in Ken Palm, as we speak. Um, You know, they came out and started winning big. Um, And then what's been happening every game, which is kind of Michigan State's issue right now, is they really hit these, like, grinding halts in their offense. Sometimes it's when A.J. Hogard comes in. Sometimes it's when a player like Gabe Brown gets two fouls and has to miss most of the first half. Um, you know, there's a couple of reasons, depending on the opponent as well, but, you know, their defense is playing great. They're second in Ken Palm on adjusted efficiency for defense, um, which is really really good (laughs) that's second in the country um it's it's the offense that they need to keep going and when they're they're really going on the offense like they can hang with what we saw was Baylor they were playing right there with Baylor for a half they were actually better than Baylor for a half but um you know Baylor really was the stronger team looked like the fitter team and uh Ended up getting the win, but you know the UConn win was was huge for Michigan State. That's a NCAA tournament team, like no question. Loyola probably is the same.
1: They should make it, but who knows what their crazy exactly? They're in the
0: same sort of pedigree, right? But in, in terms of like how good they are as a basketball team, but will they make it? Like you said, that's that's the question it's a,
1: it's, a, it's the conference tournament thing they exactly. they they're probably going to have to win their conference tournament to make the
0: tournament and UConn's for sure going to be unless something crazy happens that's a really talented team a team that had to go to double overtime the night before you could say that hurt them but um they end up michigan state goes on like a 90 run to close the game with like 2 minutes left i mean it, i definitely thought, I thought were they were going to lose yeah. i did i did too um Looked like they were going to, and then they just like made the plays, made the stops. There was this A.J. Hogard foul, that uh, a lot of people were a lot of people, that wear a certain color blue. Um, <laughs> they uh, were saying that this was like a terrible call. Let me talk about the A.J. Hogard late foul. You know what I'm talking about,
1: right? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking. About.
0: If they didn't call it a foul, it was a Julius Marble dunk, like 100%. The ball bounced right to him, wide open, under the hoop. He was going to yam it. A.J. Hogarth's like a 50% free throw shooter.
1: Yeah, that's a better situation, honestly. It
0: was better if they didn't call it. It
1: probably was not a foul, but yes. No, he got all
0: ball, and guess what? It wasn't a jump ball, because when they go up in the air and the hands are clamped on the ball... They wait for a clear motion of the player to start falling, which is in real time, you know, that's not what happened with Hogard. It ended up being two points. The big thing there was that their point guard Cole fouled out, and they didn't have their point guard for the last, I don't know what it was, minute or 30 sec thirty seconds, something like that. Um. So, Michigan State, Gutsy went over Connecticut. Two really, like, oh, to gonna, the wire. be
1: resume wins. Exactly.
0: I mean, no doubt about it. And down to the wire, that's, like, huge experience for them. I, a lot of people are saying this. I don't want to give them this easy out, but the second half of Baylor, it looked like they just ran out of gas on the third day. And Izzo said that in his press conference. A lot of fans have noted, including myself, that they... Went ice cold from three. Legs. You
1: could tell that the shooters were tired.
0: The legs were gone. That's a pretty typical um, indicator when shots are coming short. Um, I don't want to say, like, oh, they could have won. Maybe. Baylor was getting to every 50-50. They were killing Michigan State on the boards in the second half. I mean, just you want to find a scapegoat, Joey Hauser. Yeah, he doesn't have the best vertical. But, man, Baylor was flying to the hoop on every possession. And um, I don't know how they're going to end up being their third in, in I, Ken Palm right I, now. I don't know if they're going to repeat again, but they do look they really look, good. They look pretty damn good. Maybe even more impressive than Kansas, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but as it stands, Michigan State is 5-2. and two. They've lost to number three on Ken Palm Baylor, number four on Ken Palm Kansas. So... Am I taking that away from them? Honestly, I think that these are going to be, like, good experiences for them down the road. You don't care about these losses. It's just a number.
1: Yeah. When they get in the Big well, Ten. Unless it's some Ken Palm bottom, like, like exactly. not top 200 team. I don't really care, I guess. When Michigan State
0: has played top five teams, they're 0-2. Uh, are you expecting them to be top five right now? I mean... If you are, then you're a little upset. Yeah, it's, uh, or your, and your expectations are pretty unrealistic. But Exactly. Um, now, I want to talk about this real quick. We've got Louisville and Toledo this week, but let's say Michigan State takes care of business tomorrow night, which will be maybe today for people listening. Um, depends on when you listen. Wednesday night. We're recording on Tuesday. If they take care of business and beat them, They're playing a couple of bye games and the four worst teams in the Big Ten until January 8th where they play Michigan on the road. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. If they beat Louisville.
1: Honestly, they should probably pull out every single one of those games.
0: They should win the next eight games, but I don't want to get too crazy. But actually they are playing – Like, the four worst teams in the Big Ten, like, to start their conference. Um, Maybe Northwestern. Northwestern
1: might not be that bad. But
0: but we're not. We don't really know. A lot of sample size tells me not not to bet on them.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Okay, but let's talk about Louisville. Um, Ken Palm, they have this as a six-point win for Michigan State. I think that kind of makes sense given that it's at Breslin. Um this is this is pretty simple. These two teams are somewhat alike. Louisville's got extremely strong, solid dudes defending um like on the perimeter. Um they really you know they don't do anything too crazy, nothing too like um jumps off the page, but they are a very well rounded defense. Um somewhat like Michigan State. Um and then Louisville is terrible on offense uh Michigan state at a adjusted efficiency of fifty eighth in the country louisville is ninety third um, basically they're like just about as bad with turnovers as Michigan state, but they also shoot terribly so is Michigan state lighting it up um like shooting percentages no but when they are gambling with their turnovers, I feel like they often get some of those easy points too. And Louisville's just kind of not doing that. Um, three-point percentage of 29.8, which is horrible. Um, Michigan State, on the other hand, is an extremely good three-point defense team. Like, I don't know if you want to call some of it luck when people miss open three-pointers, right? But they are flying out on these guys on the perimeter. I think that Gabe Brown has looked a lot better on the perimeter. Um, I think Tyson Walker is up in everyone's face. Um, Max Christie, he's been quiet, but man, he's a solid defender. Like, he's tall, he's fast, he's quick. He's all up in people's face, and he's, you know, long, so you really have to find a little bit of separation to to confidently get your shot off. Um, and it's just that little bit of, uh, you know, annoyance. That's all it takes is for you to throw off the nature of their, their jumper. And, yeah, they don't hit it. But that's partly due to the defense. And I think Michigan State, there's a reason. Um, they can be high up on their defenders because they have Marcus Bingham behind them. Think about it. You're not as afraid to get blown by because you're like, Marcus is just going to block it anyway. So they are all over their defenders right now. And there's a reason they're second in the country. For a half against Baylor, they were locking them down. It was crazy. But you did see Marcus Bingham, who has had stamina problems in the past. He just just couldn't. He
1: ran out of gas. Yeah, Yeah,
0: and... He has been better than we could... I honestly, like, am
1: optimistic. I didn't think he was going to be the best player on the team. I, mean, I, I did say that I think that if he averages at least 20, I think it was, what, 23, 24 minutes a game, he will win Big Ten defense player of the year. I did That's say on that record,
0: and um, Ryan's is not far off at the moment. I don't want to get... They've the, they're the best defense in the conference right now, statistically, according to Ken Palm. And guess what, Ryan? They've got the uh they've played the hardest schedule in the conference by strength yep. of schedule. So they are doing they're pulling this defense off
1: against good teams.
0: Against a solid schedule. Better than, you know, the other teams can say. And you saw Iowa just played their first real game last <laughs> night. Oh my
1: god. And um oh my Virginia's god. not very good. No, they're not. They, but, they, they they Iowa plays zero defense still. And you see you see what happens. <laughs>
0: So honestly, I'm liking the trajectory of this team. I think that they should beat Louisville. I think that it, it one of these days their offense is going to explode. Like, I mean like start to front where they're just like clicking because there has been so many unforced errors. Like it's not like teams are doing this to them. Against Baylor, they were playing like a full-court press, and that was definitely bothering them. But this team, they haven't played enough with each other yet. You're going to start to – Tyson Walker threw the ball away twice because he thought the other guy was going to do something different than what he did. It's not like he made a good decision, but they're just not on the same wavelength. And that is just a communication thing, and that will grow. It's not like they just can't make the plays. When we saw Foster Lawyer look unplayable – He literally could not, like, get the ball down the court and initiate the offense. Uh, Walker and the offense, they're just making unforced errors that you can fix. And one of these days, they're going to shoot like they did for a lot of that battle for Atlanta's tourney. They're just going to, like, run some team off the court. And Louisville could be that team. Now, I wouldn't bet on it because they're a really good defensive team. team. But... Like, they're going to rain on somebody soon. They've only been terrible on offense by, you know, my perspective. And they have a very good defense. So, good luck, Louisville. I think the the reason that I think extremely confidently Michigan State's going to win is just that. Michigan State, when defense travels, and I know you don't have to travel for Michigan State, but defense is always good. Like... It's something you can lean on. You don't have to hit a pinpoint shot to play defense. Do you know what I mean? So, Louisville struggles. Well, they're playing the wrong team. Period. They just dropped a line. Five points on MSU. And it's six on Ken Palm, so. Um, but, yeah. uh, A team that struggles to score, they're playing the wrong team on Wednesday night. Because Michigan State is going to be at home. They're going to feel confident after that tournament. I know it. You, it's a mental thing. Yeah. Like, we can do this. Um, but if you see a super sloppy game where neither team can score, well, the, the numbers tell you why that's the reason. I just I don't see it. I think that with the, the, homo, the home crowd, once they get a couple of stops and the momentum and the timeout when they're up double digits, which I'm telling you, it's going to happen. They were up double digits on UConn, I believe, and um, they were up like eight on Baylor at one point or something. I might be getting these numbers wrong, but
1: were, somewhere they around were up, there. they were up really early on. Um,
0: it they just need to uh, figure things out, and I think that with the home crowd and the momentum, there's going to be a, a moment um against Louisville where they bust it open. So that's my prediction. Again, if you see like a sixty-five, sixty game, like you know why. Um, and then yeah, Toledo is coming to town on Saturday.
1: They're actually not bad for a back it's a team.
0: It's a hundred. They're one hundred twenty-third in Ken so not it's bad. not like they're playing Western. Some just Eastern. like total slaughter. They're not team. playing
1: Western this week.
0: I'll say Toledo has played. They're six and one. Okay Ain't played anybody they haven't played anyone, but also all of their games have been extremely close, except for their last game, which I think is against like a d two school or something. They're playing like single digit winning these victories, which is a good sign for a team like you can win close games, but then you know they lost by twenty one to oakland, so um you know I think they're really solid, like for what he like Ryan said a mac team. There's probably gonna be moments in the Toledo game where we're like, Oh crap, like Michigan State needs to get it together. Um because they can score the ball. They're you know, efficient in that end. But I wouldn't, you know, read too much into a, an upset because Ken Palm has it as like a sixteen point win. So um That's really all I have to say on, on Toledo. Like I'm not gonna do a deep Cold scout
1: great breakdown.
0: But they have been extremely good offensively. Go back to Liga. They still Malik
1: Williams. I think Which so. Is name should, that should be familiar to Michigan State fans. Yeah, he does. Yeah, oh, he yeah, he do. plays. He play, yeah, he starts. Okay. Yep. Go ahead and explain why. Uh, Malik Williams was recruited by MSU. What was he, 2018, 2019 class? And uh, for a while, people thought Michigan State led, and he wound up going to Louisville. He wanted to play in the ACC, and that's why he wound up. It was there. probably for no money whatsoever, either. <laughs> yeah, they definitely. Pretty sure that was under Patino, so yeah. Uh, sure, it was a clean recruitment, and um, and a couple of,
0: I mean, Noah Locke. I think he played at Florida. Yeah, he did. Um, and you know, he's been a pretty good shooter in his career. I know that, they've got this guy on the bench. I don't know for 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 sure, but I would bet all the money that this guy's white, right? <laughs> Why is he
1: shooting forty eight, shooting forty six percent from three? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he probably is. I, I his name should, is you, Matt. Cross. You should look that up seriously. Look that up right now, just so we're one hundred percent sure. Uh, no, we're not looking for him. Uh, Yeah that guy There we go Gotta be Gotta be a white guy No way it's not
0: Oh yeah Oh yeah I mean
1: (laughs) He looks like He's a transfer He's a transfer from Miami Apparently Okay
0: Well I wasn't wrong (laughs) Um, Yeah no You're probably gonna see him come in And like Be annoying Yep Hit some shot That pisses us off And I don't expect Michigan State to just trample Louisville. I am not um, impressed enough or convinced by their offense for them to just, like, play 40 minutes and just hold a team off. What's going to happen is when they get leads, they're going to make it more uncomfortable than it should be because they'll go into these ridiculous lulls of really sloppy, sleepy play. So, um
1: Honestly, yeah, speaking of annoying white guys, this is me going on a tangent, but watching Brad Davison this week, oh, my God, that guy is the worst. Holy cow. I mean, I have not hated a college basketball player more than I think I hate Brad Davison. That guy is just unbelievably dirty. He went under a guy. I can't remember who they were playing. I think they won their tournament this week, didn't they? They won their tournament. Yeah, it was the um, Maui. It was the Maui in other... Las Vegas. The Maui invite in Las Vegas. They moved to Vegas this year. Good Lord, man, that guy. I I, I hate that guy so much. I it, it's not like he's that good. At least Grayson Allen was good at basketball. Like this guy is just a dirty player. Well,
0: that's partly why he's even
1: still there. Yeah,
0: but no, I I mean. I think most people hate him.
1: Yeah, I can't think of even Wisconsin fans a couple of years ago. I think he hit somebody in the balls in a Minnesota game. Yeah, I mean, Even it, they were saying, they're like, this dude is a piece of shit. And he
0: kind of sucks. So it's like, I don't, like, we don't even like him in any way. <laughs>
1: it's not because he's good. Right. It's <laughs> because so um, he's a piece of shit.
0: So basketball, I think they should win their next two games. Louisville is a big one. Toledo is an expected victory. If they lose to Toledo. I'll be pretty pissed. Things won't. I will be like rethinking the season. Yeah. But that's why I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen is I'm. I think we're just going to see the basketball team slowly improve. And yeah, we've never seen that before. In a right. Right. Tom is a basketball team. So. um, We want to do football coaching carousel before we make the pick of the week. Yeah. Let's. Let's talk about it.
1: All right, so I have never seen anything like this before, but uh, there are like five or six marquee big-name jobs, probably top 15 jobs, and uh, one of them hasn't even opened up yet and might open up, um, that, are, that are open. They've Some of these have been filled now. I think three of them have. So LSU – Winds up hiring Brian Kelly, who Michigan State fans are very familiar with. He coached at CMU, Grand Valley, was at Cincinnati, and then he went to Notre Dame. Leaves Notre Dame to go to LSU. Honestly, don't know how much of a pay, uh, how much of a pay increase he got because he's making as much as Mel Tucker is at Michigan State, and uh, he's got he winds up at LSU, and Notre Dame fans are extremely mad at him because he wound up basically leaving in the middle of the night kind of like Mel Tucker did but Mel they didn't let him go talk to his players and say that he was leaving Notre Dame let Brian Kelly go talk to his players this morning at like seven in the morning apparently it was a two-minute meeting and he didn't take any questions and he basically just walked out got on a plane to go to Baton Rouge so Brian Kelly kind of has a rep of being an asshole so I'm not like super surprised that happened but uh I think that that is a terrible fit. I think it's going to be a disaster for him because he's never coached in the South. And, uh, yeah, I do not think that was, that's going to work out very well for Brian Kelly or LSU. So good luck with that. Um, what, who I think they should have hired wound up actually going to Florida, Billy Napier. He coached at Tim's Rage and Cajuns actually did a pretty damn good job there. Go Cajuns. Um, They hired him him from there. He's he's a Louisiana native. He knows everything. If I was LSU, I would have hired him because I think that he would have fit the culture there well. He's one at Louisiana. I'm sure the high school coaches all love him because he's taking kids from his high school. uh, He's taking kids from their high schools. He has relationships with the high school coaches there. I would have hired him if I was LSU. I think he's going to do a good job at Florida. I
0: would just make a note that UL fans which I know there's not not
1: very many but
0: there are some they do kind of think of LSU as a rival I mean sometimes they're listing them as Louisiana now they were originally the other Louisiana school Louisiana University was UL at one point in time so some of their faithful see LSU as kind of a rival and there would be some people who would think of that as like um like going to the enemy a uh, coach jumping to LSU and so him going to Florida is kind of telling um oh, gotcha. okay. That's I didn't know that's that. kind of a rival um between them and LSU
1: Right yeah Florida and LSU do not know yeah. each other Yeah
0: This is a storyline not a lot of people would know I didn't know that This is this these are facts so some people might think that I wouldn't ever be surprised to see it but because of the vast um, gap in you know, pedigree of those two right. programs. But um, that is certainly a thing here.
1: Yeah, so that happened. Um, no jobs in the Big Ten, I think, are going to even open up this year, which is crazy to think about. Um, but, yeah, Notre Dame, they're going to be hiring a new coach. You know your name to Michigan State fans. Luke Fickle is probably one of their top choices. Luke Fickle does not leave Cincinnati for Notre Dame. He's batshit insane. I just want to point that out. Um, but I, he's he's playing to go to the playoff on Saturday. So this is going to be interesting because that could go on for a while. I mean, because I don't know if he's going to want to leave. Well, he, he's probably going to want to coach his team in the playoff, I would assume. So I don't know how the hell that's going to work. I don't know if they're going to wait for it. I, I Notre Dame fans seem to really want to promote Marcus Freeman because all their recruits are like begging them to that are coming in this year are begging them to promote Marcus Freeman because they're all familiar with him, uh, which makes sense. But um, yeah, Notre Dame's kind of in a tough spot here. Uh, I no nobody thought that job was going to open up this year. Another job nobody thought was going to open up is Oklahoma. Kind of talked about it earlier. Um, Lincoln Riley. Another thing he says the night before, he's like, I'm not going to take the LSU job. I'm not leaving. <laughs> did he say I'm not leaving? I don't know if he said I'm not leaving, but he said I'm not taking the LSU job.
0: Yeah, next question.
1: <laughs> Anyways, um, instead of going to LSU, he goes to USC. So, you know, technically he did not take the LSU job. He took the USC job, which, you know, pretty damn good job. Not bad. Didn't lie. He didn't lie. He wasn't, He I guess he didn't lie. And, so.
0: And also. Uh, let's be real. Again. Yeah, we
1: our coach did kind of.
0: Well, no, that's not what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say, Oklahoma. who wants to? Who wants
1: to? Who do? Would you rather be in Norman or would you rather be in LA? This is kind of a be rich and yeah. be in LA. Yeah, that's that's not a very tough uh, question, in my opinion. Yeah, I would take the USC job if I could pick a job, a college football job. Assuming I'm not connected to Michigan State in any way, I'm taking the USC job, man. That is the that is gotta be that's the best job in college football if you're just talking about location and competition out there because the Pac-12 sucks. It's, it's <laughs> trash. I that's mean, a good point. Lincoln Riley out there should destroy that conference. He should own it. Uh, he's already taking guys from California and bringing them to Oklahoma, which is nuts to think about. So, can you only imagine what he's doing? He's coaching USC. He's not going to lose any recruits out there. He's going to dominate out there. Um, So, great hire for USC. Oklahoma fans, again, pissed off. (laughs) They are unbelievably mad. I've been reading message boards like nonstop for the last three days. (laughs) 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 Not even going to lie to you. Ryan's in his elevator. Oh, my Lord. Uh, Yeah, they are not happy. And uh, sounds like they really want to bring in Brent Medibles from Clemson, who's the defensive coordinator there. And uh, he's got some history with Oklahoma, so maybe he winds up there. But there's another job that opened up. Like USC, LSU, Florida, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, Washington. Just crazy to think about all these jobs that have opened up. Texas Tech was open. I mean, Jesus, man, it's nuts. Oh, Washington State, they, they, they promoted their head coach when they were open. So, yeah, those aren't the greatest jobs, but they're power five jobs, so it's interesting. But, Yeah. So I think that uh, – I think Brent Venables is going to wind up at Oklahoma. I was really hoping it would be Mark Stoops from Kentucky because that would benefit Michigan State recruiting Ohio. And maybe they would make another run at Vince Merrow and try to bring him into East Lansing, And uh, but that's not going to happen now because he just got an extension. So count that one out. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, other other news, Brent Pry, the Penn State – Offensive coordinator is going to Virginia Tech, so that's kind of affects the Big Ten a little bit. Uh, James Franklin, like I said, signed an extension this past week, so he's not going anywhere. Uh, Washington hired uh, Kalen DeBoer, like I mentioned earlier. Michigan State plays them next year. Um, they, MSU fans might be familiar with him because he was at Indiana when they were really good. Their offensive coordinator there, kind of, in my opinion, made tam- Tom Allen and <laughs> got him a big raise because I don't think Tom Allen's that good of a coach. Um yeah, I mean, and speaking and speaking of teams Michigan State played this year, I don't know what's going to happen with Miami. I don't know if they're going to fire Manny Diaz or not. They're waiting to hire a new athletic director. So they're kind of in a tough situation where they might not get the pick of the litter like they thought they would of coaches. If they keep on waiting to hire this AD, they should probably get it done and make a decision on what they want to do with Diaz because if they decide to fire him, they're kind of in a really tough spot on who they want to get. So yeah, coaching carousel's nuts. I'm sure more crazy shit will pop off in the next 24 hours but that is where it stands as of now so yeah i think we're gonna do picks now uh we're gonna try to make this quick there's like five minutes left so we've got iowa playing michigan <sighs> yeah they finally made it to indy it sucks uh i think it's what 11 10 and a half now michigan unfortunately i'm gonna pick michigan here i think that they are this much superior team to iowa i think Iowa' not that good i think michigan state played iowa this week they beat them so yeah i'm taking michigan
0: i'm pretty sure they're gonna cover it's a weird line though um like i could see michigan winning by 10 like if things went poorly um Ten and a half. I don't like that number, but I think they'll probably win by two touchdowns or more.
1: Uh, this would be a great year for the Big Ten West to finally win for the first time. Be a great year for it to happen, but I don't see hey, it happening.
0: There are elements of the letdown game. Like I know there's a Big Ten championship, but let's be real. I was like, <laughs> that was like their super, yeah. super bowl on Saturday. Um, So, I don't think it's enough, though. I think that Michigan's lines are probably just going to dominate. We'll see, though. It should be a good game, but I think Michigan covers this one. Yeah. Uh,
1: Another hilarious note, Ohio State State fans, good on you for being petty and holding our hotel rooms and not selling them to Michigan fans. Round of applause for you guys. Good job. <laughs> Keep on raising those ticket prices too, baby, so they can't go to the game. That's all I want from you guys. Keep on doing your thing. Uh, Yeah, so go, please win, Iowa. I'm begging you. I usually hate you, but this week, please, for the love of God, win the game. I know you're not going to, but please do. So, uh, yeah, I mean, great season for Michigan State football. I mean, Michigan can make the Big Ten title game for the first time ever in what 10 years good for them i don't really care (laughs) michigan state is in a great spot as a program i'm not that worried about that happening so i mean if they make it one every you know what tim if you gave me the option that they made it one every once every 10 years and we made it three times every 10 years guess what i would probably take it so and that's what happened this decade so hopefully that trend continues so
0: three times every 10 years i would just like always take that i
1: think absolutely um Yeah, I think that covers pretty much everything. So, Tim, do you want to add anything else? No. uh, You know, I just –
0: I always stress that people enjoy the ride, right? Like, because there was a lot of looking forward to the playoffs at points and, you know, Big Ten Championship at points. And if you think about it that way, then you might even be disappointed somehow with this season. And it's like, that's crazy. We had a ton of fun watching this team. Kenneth Walker, we may or may not see him ever again in a, like playing for Michigan State. We're going to find out about that specifically, but um this was just a treat, you know. Like I'll remember the Kenneth Walker season for a long time. You're never going
1: to forget that Michigan game.
0: That's for um sure. so I always stress enjoy the the whole ride. And uh now that it's pretty much You know, people are going to be shifting the basketball, like, fully, um, other than on New Year's. Uh, You know, let's try to enjoy this basketball team as well. And I think that they are going to have a somewhat similar season in terms of, like, expectations weren't high, but they could surprise us.
1: Yeah, it seems like they're on that trajectory.
0: And does that mean they're going to win a Big Ten championship? It's a maybe, it's like the football team, but yeah, I, there is
1: a the Big Ten looks like it's pretty open right now, other than Purdue. I mean, yeah, and going.
0: Purdue is probably gonna win the, They're definitely gonna be the favorites, uh, but you know, crazier things have happened. That's for sure. Um, okay, yeah, that's all I had. Um, it's a lot of fun. Kind of sad I couldn't be at the snow day game. It was Fun, it was
1: fun. Other than but it was freezing.
0: I did watch on TV. And uh what a funny way to end the season, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, great great times. I mean that's that's all you can ask for. Uh, that's all I've got, Tim. Go green. Go white. So they're gonna
0: go for this on fourth and fifteen. To the end zone single. I love Goal! Are you sure you can trust Dr. E? Michigan defeats
1: Ohio State, 42 to 27. He ain't heavy. He's my brother, David. Yeah. <laughs>